regret is a uh, hard thing to live with. I think it's actually the worst thing to live with. To be sitting, you know, when you're older, you know, in your older years, maybe on a rocking chair, looking back on something that you regret. I think that's like the worst feeling that you can possibly have. And, uh, you know, I had my face of it too. For many years, there's a lot of things, you know, that have happened and I was able to work through. But there was one thing that um, I completely regret in my life. Um, See, just about two weeks ago, I lost my uncle. My uncle, uh, he, uh, he died of a heart attack. But, you know, what died with him is... between him and I that changed our whole relationship for the last five, seven years. See, I did something against him several years back and consciously knew I shouldn't have done it, but I did anyway. Um, You know, I have my own things that, uh, my own mistakes that I've made. So I did something and I totally regret it. But it's not so much the act that happened at first that regret, which I do. What really affects me is I was approached with this lie and with this character by him and I completely denied it. I did something I shouldn't have. I was confronted with it and I lied about it. Ever since that day, I never lived it. It always haunted me because I I wasn't big enough to man up, to state what I did, to own it, and to accept, I guess, the conflict of facing myself and being exposed. So I never said anything. I had opportunities. I had several opportunities. Because I didn't know how something like that could affect something. Like something that you do to somebody can affect them. And it rings true. Although you don't think it can affect them, it sticks with them. I know this because years later from when this first happened, I know I'm leaving this all a freaking secret of the unknown. Um, But when this all happened, I I then like avoided every possible situation to be confronted with him again. I stopped going to parties, I didn't go to any kind of gatherings that he was involved in the whole nine, but there was one event last year when I lost my brother at his funeral. I ran into my uncle for the first time since now we're at a gathering, you know, um, fortunately uh, grieving the death of my brother. So when I saw him, I politely stuck out my hands for a handshake and I got denied that handshake back from him. So it's been so many years and it stuck with him. It festered in him. Never left. Just like it never left me. It only built 
But I think what happened in that moment when I was confronted with that, I created a character. I lied. So that character has to be a liar. So I created that character and I hardened that shell of that character to play it. And it kept following me because I had to become that character because I can't be honest because the character can't be honest. The character's a liar. The character's a deceiver. The character's a manipulator. The character, that's the character that I've been playing. And it's been very ingrained in me. And my chance to freedom was just to be able to kind of say the truth. Say what happened. What did I do? And I'm sorry. And I wish I could take it back. But I can't. I can't even face it. With with him. Because before I even got a chance, he dies. So I, I miss that opportunity. And I have to live with that. But what do you do with regret? What do you do with something you can't face? When, how can you allow it to lose power in your life so that the character that I built doesn't have to be anymore? That character could die with that as well. I don't have to be that character anymore. I realize the impact. How much impact did that really have on him? Could that have had an impact that stuck with him so much he made different kinds of decisions? Hey, he was deceived by his own family, you know? How come? Da da da. Like, how much did that wear on him? You look at it. Could, without that situation or exposed in that situation and made right and reconciled, could that have changed the course of his life in some way, shape, or form? I don't know. But it runs through my head. The only way I can think of allowing it to lose power is to actually use its power for the better of myself to become clean with that, to repent on what you know, what I've done. I can't take it back. Necessarily, I can't. But, I can become a whole other person that in lieu of this situation, I can become brand new and kill that character as well. The character doesn't serve me. The character obviously has caused a lot of pain, has, you know, put my path in a certain trajectory, has restricted the flow of, you know, any kind of restricted flow of energy that could be applied into making a better me but I can't live two lives anymore we can't create these characters we create these characters something bad happens we lock into the character and we allow it to control our lives switching back and forth it's like who are you really you know without these these things are just here these things that we've done when we were kids they you know they stick with us there's moments that have happened in my childhood that have ingrained in me and caused me to be a certain kind of person. It's like, how do you how do you face that? We don't know how to deal with these emotions. We got to find the root of them, pull them out, and then kind of, you know, pivot, do the best we can to move in a new direction, become a different person, shed that skin, shed that armor, expose it, be vulnerable to it, and kind of and become brand new. You know? Lean into that. It's the only way that I guess you can get rid of regret. Is making that be something that changes your life. You know, you have a bad breakup 
with someone and then you don't use that as the, depre- the, the reason that you're depressed. You use that as a way as this hurts. I never want to feel this again. How do I change myself and, and whatever I've done in this position to never be that person again so I don't carry that person with me on and on and on so that breakup doesn't always have to follow me to the next relationship and that pattern keep on clicking in, clicking in. There's always a pattern involved. And when something happens, you have the choice of taking the on-ramp, doing the same thing every time, or getting off the road and doing something different and changing your path so that that's no longer a part of your, that's in the rear view. That's no longer a part of what's ahead of you. It doesn't make you who you are. So it's like, it's weird. It's weird because it takes sometimes moments like this it takes rock bottom it takes being able to look at yourself look at a monster that you've been what the you know, the choices that you've made have impacted not only you but the people around you is that really who you want to be or are you just caught in a pattern are you caught in an addiction are you caught within these shackles of the imprisonment that you create for your own self I don't know. All I do know is... I no longer want to live with that shadow following me. I don't want that. It literally allows me to play small. I avoided being the best I could because I couldn't have respect in myself self-love like always deep down there's always a judgment that you don't you know is there but you don't always look at it like it's the real thing it's the real judgment that you're looking in on yourself and you say I don't like who I've become I don't like who I who I am based on what I've done how can anybody see differently than that like you'll take the kind of abuse that you give yourself so it's like if you feel ashamed it's hard to find that self-love from someone else's perspective. You know, the saying that I am not who I think I am. I am not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. So you create a character. Think of me like this. Don't see me for who I truly am because you wouldn't like who I truly am. I don't even like who I truly am. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of the things I've done. I'm ashamed of the things that have happened to me in my past. I'm ashamed of the things that I've done. And I had to live with that. But the first part about living with that is becoming vulnerable to who that was. Like, that wasn't me. In the situation that I grew up in with my circumstances and decisions I've made and the character I've become, I acted on that. So I did what that character would have done. I thought if you had those thoughts and my experiences, you would make that decision too. You know, I didn't have the capacity to see it in different uh, perspectives. I didn't have that. You know, that took a long time to understand, to grow, and to, you know, to have real conversations with myself. I sit with a pencil and I write in a journal and I am real with myself about what is going on. What am I doing? How do I fix this? Who am I? Does this all make sense? And it's like, you're like a detective trying to find yourself, so it's real hard. No, but it takes being able to explore these situations and say, I'm not going to become a victim within this. I got to find a way to get out of this. How can I use this as fuel to go forward so that 
this is no longer a problem in my life because my life with this is inevitable. Like it will continue. It's going to be the next pattern. You're going to keep continuing to do the same things you've been doing for years. Nothing's going to change. It all looks familiar. It's the same episode. You know, we got to look who that person become, who you are being in that person. And because of that, the inevitable future that will happen and say, well, my life would be so much better without that. Okay. Well, how do I get my life better without that? You got to use it for, you got to use that as a fuel to move forward, to stay away from, you know, I won't beat my kids because I was beat, that kind of thing. I wasn't beat by the way. I was lucky, but in my opinion, I wasn't paid attention, attention to. I didn't feel like my feelings mattered growing up. So then I become this boy that doesn't think he's loved in his home. Is it real? No. I just didn't understand any different. I didn't understand my father and he had to love me somehow. He was doing it the best way he possibly can. He was beat when he was a kid. So how does that translate to having kids when you're beat? And you're like, I don't want to beat anybody. That's not how I'm going to raise. But I was also never paid attention to. So how do I... How to learn how to have that connection. So then I have a kid. And I consider his feelings. And I try to do everything I can to be with them and pay attention to them and change the story of where my path should go. My path should be a person that beats his kid, a person that doesn't pay attention to his child. You know, my path should be that, but it has to keep changing. With the generation, something has to start switching. And you have to start rewriting a new story of where this is going to go. Unless it's going in a great direction and you are a conductor for that and you're making it better. For me, it's not. I should be a whole different kind of person. But my story is I got out of my childhood. I got out of those experiences and I got out of the things that have started holding me back. I should be a different freaking person. I should be addicted to drugs. I should be, you know, I've had a record. I should have all these different things. But I wanted more for myself. So it's you have to make the changes and create the life that is meaningful to you. That That is a fertile ground for new growth and soil of, you know, any kind of seed to be planted. And then you tend to it. And you pull the weeds. This is a freaking weed. What happened to me and these things are weeds. And I have to pull them out like I have to tend to that garden so it's a real thing you know things happen but we have to be gentle with ourselves we have to have empathy and realizing that we're just trying to figure this shit out we are we are just a product of our environments and we're all just trying to get love but again how do you find love when you don't love yourself why would you love me I don't love myself Like, that's a real thing. That causes relationships to fail. That causes you... That causes you being part of... You being abandoned so you can make your story true. Like, that's a real thing. I've lived with that. You know? I've had my stories. My mom and dad split up when they were young. My mom moved to Florida. My story is that she abandoned me. But she didn't. Two parents didn't make it. One had to do something. The other one had to take the kids. We split the time. But you create a story. So my story is, as a kid, my dad doesn't love me. My mom left. Let me follow my grandparents. They were an example. They were a role model for me. They helped me get out. That was my story. It's not true. It's just what I created. 
But as you grow and you can look inside and see things for what they are and don't make a meaning to them, that's not abandonment. That's not, that's not dislove, unattachment. That's not none of that. Story will then keep rewriting itself and you instill it in your kids. I never wanted that because my story needed to be different. I needed to be more like my grandparents growing up. They were my role models. But of course, they didn't know everything. They didn't know how to do everything. Yeah, you know, they were you know, parents that possibly, you know, spanked their kids. And they thought that that was cool. Back in those days, that was. That was the way it was. It's the way it, it was back then. My dad's a product of that. I'm a product of my environment. But my kids are going to be a product of the environment that I create. So I have to change in order to be the kind of person that that leader in a family has to be. I have to rewrite my story as a character, as myself, as a hero, right? I got to rewrite that story and become the kind of person, character that I would need to be to be the kind of person that I would always want to be, which was my grandfather growing up. Who was he to me? He was my hero. Followed him. I knew he was my way out because I didn't want to live in the life that, that I was in. And I don't want this to continue. I don't want my kids to feel like this. But I don't know how to do it. It's like the blind leading the blind. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm making it up. I'm trying to figure it out. Luckily, I can be vulnerable with myself and be honest and start like kind of like working through my shit. But this ain't easy. But it's shit like the little things that you feel you regret. They follow you. It's not you. You can become really whatever you freaking want to become. I sat this morning and wrote down all of the things that I've achieved. I've always wanted to create something. I look at my family. It's like, all right, look what you created. But I don't look at that. Like, it's like I'm actively doing it. But maybe I don't put so much weight on that. But that's a freaking huge accomplishment. Holy shit. I got out of my fucking story. My, yeah, me and, me, and my, me and my ex didn't make, make it work. And, you know, we were a broken home. Story starts to continue. But in the process of that, we got to rewrite. We can't be hating each other. We can't not get along. So we become friends. And we mend our families together. And we're already rewriting the story of our own family, of what we should be. I should hate her. That's all I've known growing up. I've known my mom and my dad. They didn't like each other. They didn't communicate. They didn't work it out. You know, we didn't have joint uh, holidays together. We didn't do that. Send you off two months. Go see your mom. Come back when you're done. Like, that's the way it was. But it wasn't the way that I was going to make it happen. I got I got kids that I know will be impacted by the little things that have happened. I know that they're going to be created. I know that they're going to be what, you know, what they grow out of, what they write their story as. What's my son's story? I start seeing his, you know, self-esteem. And I start seeing that, you know, it's hard for him. He's having a hard, rough life. He's got diabetes. He's got a lot of things to his story that's like, you know, for him could be a downfall. And then he's writing that story right now. But it's like, damn, how do I, how do I in the moment get you to realize that you're writing a story that's going to continue on? The echoes of this are going to keep on continuing. I know who you're going to become if you continue this, you know, these actions. So how do I instill this? I'm trying my hardest to figure out my shit so that he doesn't, he doesn't go through all this. Well, maybe, I don't know if, 
did also grow me, so was it a bad thing? I don't know. We all need to have pain and we all need to have adversity to, to, to grow out of and grow from. So, you know, he has all the components of that. We all have a story to tell. But we don't have to be the things that we have done. We don't have to, you know, live in regret. We can repent the things that we've done, realizing that it's just from a product of what, what we've become. I know you, if, you wrote your, if you wrote who you wanted to be, it wouldn't be the person that you are a lot of times. It wouldn't be those actions. We slip up and run in these patterns. You know, a character jumped in and started and started playing the scene. But we can understand that we can bench those people. We can get rid of those characters. They don't serve us anymore. That character I was, I've created, I stuck in somehow and I, I, I dug my heels in, you know, through continuing to grow that character, like feeding the character rather than feeding myself. That grows. That becomes my ego. Is his ego versus self. I guess if you look at it, it's a battle between you and you. So it's important to use situations that have happened in your life as turning points, pivots, checkpoints, dots, ways and opportunities for you to become better than you were. And that's the only way that I see that you can make it out of regret with pride that you investing in yourself to be better and better every day.